خانه Is this thing on? <laughs> Family Room Podcast. That's how long it's been. I don't even know what episode it is. What episode is it? 28. Family Room Podcast, episode 28. 28. It's been a long time. We're doing like two weeks in between them now. I'm Mike Rohn. Stefan Rohn. Finally back for another episode. We're going to get back to being consistent. We said that last week, but we mean it this time. <laughs> uh, episode 28. What's up with y'all, man? Sorry to keep y'all waiting. Had a few people hit the inbox, my personal inbox. Yeah, me too. What's up with the podcast? You yeah. told him it's coming and it didn't come, but it's here now. So what's up? What's been up to, bro? Um, hustle and bustle, man. That's my regular. But um, my weekend was very, very nice. I re- I slowed down and enjoyed the weekend. Um, I mean, I was still running around, but slow down for me. I had to meet with some coaches, but I hope got a sweat in. Um, Friday night was really nice. Me and wifey just had some drinks, chilled, enjoyed enjoyed each other. Um, it's super, super important to do that, man. Like, we're two newlyweds. We on the grind trying to make this dream of ours work and all that. And sometimes you forget to, like, just chill, have a day. And me, for me, I think it's super important not to um, not to necessarily, like, have anything planned. Just kind of to chill and enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. Talk, laugh, you know what I'm saying, all of that. Like, you don't always have to go somewhere and spend money to have fun. Like, when we was dating, when we was younger, and we both had less money, it wasn't always that. We just really, we just, we didn't always go out, go do something. We just chilled. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did Friday. It was nice. Mm-hmm. It was real nice. Um. So you growing an afro and a beard. Yeah, man. I've been trying to grow my beard forever. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to grow my beard forever. My facial hair just don't grow like that. But I'm growing the hair out because I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I emphasize trying to grow my hair long enough to get my twist, my DL, my DL. Wow, you finally going to do it? You talked about that for no, years. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm trying to grow it out long enough. All you got to do is do it. See, nah, you gotta take trying bro. out. You gotta take I don't, that trying nah, out, bro. Because I don't like this middle ground. I don't like where I'm at now. What? Just put a My hat hair on. looks wild. Just put a hat bro. on. Nah. Stop buying fancy shoes and, and, and Nike fleece <laughs> jackets and get a few hats and a few beanies. Uh, and, have, it's, and it's hoodie season. Bro, and it's fall. You I can go have, get some beanies. I get have some a couple. But then I, rock out. But I gotta be out here going to games and such. Bro. And I'd rather my hair be. Bro, this is a terrible length. Like. You can't do nothing with it. It just got to look bad. I can't tell you how many pictures I look back on when I'm out here rocking the patchiest of beards. Because you got to rock it until you get to where you're trying to be. Bro. You got to just do it. And who cares? It's a means to it. It's a means to it. I care. It's a means to it. But I don't like that little girl. No, I'm saying it's this long. It's just the longest it's been. I'm saying take that tryout. That's what I'm saying. I feel you. I'm. I'm on. I got my. I got my haircut appointment set up with my barber this week, and I already told wifey, I'm not cutting it off this go. So, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm two more weeks stronger. That's what's up. Because I only get cut every other week. So. How long has it been? That's what I'm saying. This is like two two months. This is nothing. My hair grows slow, bro. You probably not. You probably not. Putting the right oils and bro, stuff. I'm going right, hard, the right bro. moisturizing nah, the conditioners bro. and such. I'm conditioning. I'm shampooing. I'm conditioning. You're probably doing it bro. too often. Not, nah, I only do it twice a week. 
I condition my hair uh, three times a week, and I shampoo my hair twice a week. Right, don't do I do the much. oil regimen daily. Probably ain't got to shampoo that much. And shampoo shouldn't be stopping it from growing. It should just be extra clean. No, but that's what it's doing. It's like it's stripping the natural oils away when you put the shampoo in. My, Which the oil ain't like the problem. Bro, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, bro. If, if you I'm strip away the natural oils, that you're, you're slowing down the growth. I've been, bro. And that's what shampoo does. It strips away the natural oils. Like I'm saying, twice a week, though. I'm supposed to only wash my hair what every other week. I mean, I I would only do it after you hoop or after you sweat. And then if you're doing it after you hoop and you sweat, then only do it at, like at the end of the week. If you hooping and doing all that, if you rinse your hair out, you'll be fine. It's not like you got a whole bunch of hair. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you rinse your hair, you'll be fine. And only like maybe only wash once a week. I'm open to suggest. I'm gonna post it on the Instagram page because I'm I I badly want look. I want my my hairdo that I got in my head is. The, the low taper with the twist all the way back and the low taper in the back. You know what I mean? But that's what I want. But I need something to do on the way to that. Because this is... I don't like how it looks, bro. I don't like how it looks. Like, I got... I went out and bought a different cone. You gotta rock the hat to be in front. It is... It is the season for all that, though. It's nice. It's, uh... It's layer... It's, it's layer season. It's starting to get a little chillier out here. Other than not worrying about your fancy hair, man, what you been up to? Uh, just just that, like my week, my weekend was. I mean, like I said, although busy, it was more relaxed than it normally is. Um, watch some football. I know you don't want to hear about no football. I don't mind hearing about it. Okay, my cow, my it ain't no, it ain't no big deal. Like Big Ben hurt. He been hurt for a couple weeks. Um. Patrick Mahomes is the godson. He's the best quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. He's the best quarterback ever. He got 10, 10 touchdowns, no picks. Like, had a comeback win. He blowing out everybody. His team putting up crazy numbers. Niggas go down. He throw the next nigga, make him a star. Like, he throwing no-look passes. This week, he's running from the defense, bro, scrambling out the pocket. Running, turn, and look back at the ref like this while he running the ball. Turn back, look at him, and then start scared for the field. <laughs> get the first down, get out of bounds. At the ref? Yeah, bro. <laughs> the ref behind him. He got the field in front of him. He's scrambling. Nigga chasing him. He looked back at the ref while he running. Hold the ball out. Tuck it and keep smashing. <laughs> yeah, bro. Patrick Mahomes is nice. My team lost. My Cowboys lost. But it's all good. We 3-1. and one. So we fine right now. But we lost to the Saints. They all right. But, no, nah, man. Everything, everything's been good. Like I, like I said before, last part, for me... I try to make this time of the year like the calm before the storm. Because season's about to start. The holiday's about to pick up. Then you got New Year's. Then it's my birthday. Like, this next stretch is going to be long. So I'm trying to keep it as calm as possible. Like, and, until that pop-off date. Where my season's starting and everything start going Start speeding up a lot. Mm-hmm. How you been? I've been good, man. I've just been busy. Or trying to keep busy anyway. Uh, you know, been doing the K- KUSI thing. Yeah, yeah. How about uh, It's going good. Going out on Friday nights. Had a dude, uh, a dude, I don't know if I told you this, a producer that I work with got suspended. Nah, you didn't tell me. So we had, we had the early game, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know how it's like, it's still a few schools in San Diego County that don't have lights on the field. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so they got the early game. Yeah, so they either got an early game or they have to play on Saturday. Nobody wants to play on Saturday, so they just play you early. Yeah. 
So we had it was a five o'clock, three thirty, one of those to kick off. But anyway, yeah. So we do the game. Me and this dude, I ain't, ain't gonna say his name, put him on blast like that. But the game was at a uh, Santa Fe Christian. So we do the game, do everything we're supposed to do. We get back to the studio, Matt. Or we get back to the studio at like. Y'all in there way before everybody because y'all got the early before, game. Yeah. Way before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We get our highlights done, we pick our highlights, get the script done. And so how it works is like right before. So the producer has to write the script. So you sit together, you choose the, the what you want to be the highlights. Get those going. You know what I'm saying? While, while, I'm putting the, while I'm putting the video together, he's working on the script of each, like what, what Paul Rudy's going to say on yeah. TV. Um, each individual highlight, like there's a box for each one of what Paul Rudy's going to say. Uh, each highlight, each individual highlight has to go in its own box. This dude, he was sitting there asking me, and I'm the, the photog, I'm going to learn how to write the script and how to like format it and everything. Yeah. But I'm the photog. I don't know how to do that right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, he was asking me, how do you add another box? Like, I need another box. I'm like, bro, I don't know. I don't know. Go ask somebody. He asked around for a little bit. Then he comes and sits back down. I think he figured it out. Yeah. Right? And so right before we, we turn the video, right before we turn it in, we're supposed to, like, start it from zero, hit play, let the highlight run as he reads the script. I hit play. He reads the script. Everything fits. We're fine. So I go over there, take my hard drive over there. I give him the video. Boom. It goes on TV. But... Because he couldn't figure out how to get another box, he put the last oh, two yeah. highlights like you would do in school, and just your teacher would be like, "Well, you did get the answer right, but this isn't the right." But nah, bro, this is going on live TV. Yeah. He put the last two highlights. It's fine. He put the last two highlights in that in that last box. Lord, lordy. So when it goes to TV, wait. Okay. I got questions, but keep going. So when it goes to TV, I mean the people on 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 you know watching the video right now. Oh, shout out to everybody that watches on YouTube or on Instagram, and shout out to everybody that listens to us on Spotify. However you listen to us, we might get back on SoundCloud soon. But I'm, I'm, you can't see what I'm about to show Steph right now. But like each box is like a rectangle, like where you gotta write like what what the description of the play. Yeah. They're like that, and so he put two of them in that bottom box right there. And so when Paul reads it on TV, it doesn't it's fit. It's running together. And because I just like, you know what I'm saying, I'm work I'm in this other stuff, like I've told you, there's other stuff you gotta turn in, like the like the podcast, like the whoever we interviewed. I gotta make a, a like a two and a half minute video for Instagram TV before I leave. And so I'm doing all that, sitting on one set, like the set that they do like the regular daytime news, they're sitting on the PPR set, but I'm sitting at that set just watching yeah, watching them do the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With my laptop and I'm working, right? Soon as it goes to commercial, right? <laughs> it goes like that. Paul goes. Paul goes. He he babbles through like it makes him look like an idiot, which he gets pissed off about. Of course, obviously, because y'all work making me look stupid, bro. He went huh? He goes while he's on TV. He goes. He bab- He's good. Well, you know what? Show me the final score. And they put the score up there. He says it right. One more bit. One more game highlight plays. Soon as it goes to commercial. He goes, Mike, and there's a few mics, and I look up like that, and he wasn't looking all the way out. He doesn't look directly at people when he speaks to them anyway. But he wasn't really looking at me. I goes, Mike, wrong. And I look. He goes, how does this happen? You guys had hours to get this right. How does this happen? And then he just holds the script up, and then one of the other producers grabs it and comes and gives it to me. He's like, slams it down on the table. Like, all oh, these dudes just spit me, bro. He's like, 
He's like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean you don't know? Oh, no, 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 no. Before he yelled my name, before he yelled yeah. my name, he yelled the producer's name because the script is on the producer. Yeah. He yelled the producer's name. He go, again, I go put the dude yeah. on black. But he yells the dude's last name. John Doe. <laughs> he yells the dude's last name. And, oh, and dude had left. Dude left. Oh, shit. Keep it real. And I'm going to keep it real. So he wasn't even in the building when Paul was looking for him. No. Keep it, keep it real. Keep it real. I told him, you can probably leave, bro. I'm going to stay because I, I wish that it says in the orientation and in all the stuff they give us, don't leave, whether you edit, edit in the studio or at the truck, yeah. don't leave until your highlights air right. on TV. Yeah. Don't. Like, don't leave for stuff like that. Yeah. They can talk about, figure that out so it doesn't happen next time. Yeah. He let it. I'm a keeper. I told him you can probably leave. Da, 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 da. It's already fans. Yeah, blah, but blah, you blah, didn't blah. know he messed up the last yeah, highlight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even if, I mean, we're both, we're both first year people. Yeah. Even if someone told me that, keep I'm staying. Yeah. No, that's just, yeah. I'm, yeah. But I will keep it right. I did tell him you can probably leave, but I ain't his boss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. So as soon as it goes to commercial, he yells dude's name. I know he's not there, but I'm not going to put him on blast. Of course. They go on the goose chase. He's not here. He comes to me. He's like, where's your producer? I'm like, oh, he left. He goes, he left? He's like, yeah. He goes, oh. And then he, uh, he, gives the, he gives me the script. He goes, go over there, read the script on the video, and figure out what happened. I go over there, and I read it, and I get to the part where Paul messed up, and, I, and I'm like, oh, that's what he did. He wrote, he, like I told you, he put the last He couldn't make another box, so he's... Yo. And there was a part on me because like we chose too many highlights and that part is on me. Like I should like truly have he told me like directly, like you gotta have more discretion. You gotta tell him like, no, that's too many. We gotta take that one out. The best ones have to stay. Seven is too many. But it should only be five. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's fixable. Yeah. You know, that's that's easy. Like reading it, like come on. Yeah. The read um, the reading is what's gonna make him look bad. And then so Paul doesn't get a chance to talk to me until he goes back on TV. So the next commercial comes. As soon as it goes, he goes, wrong. This time he's smiling. He goes, Rome, you figure out what happened? I was like, yeah. He goes, so? And I was like, uh, he couldn't fit. I was like, what happened was uh, he couldn't he couldn't fit the last two uh, highlights. He couldn't make a new box for the last highlight, so he just put two s- descriptions in the last box. He goes, what? I was like, yeah. He goes, and he left? I was like, yeah. He goes, he goes, if I were you, he was like, if I were you, I'd send him a balloon and a piece of cake. I was like, all right. And everybody's like looking at me like, yeah, like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Paul, like, I, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. I'll tell you what Paul told me, like, just being hit 101, like, off camera. <laughs> Man, he, he Paul's the homie. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what he told me off camera. Oh, uh, but so that happened. I thought I was about, that's the second time I thought I was about to get fired, but everything was all good. Uh so, like, he's not playing, bro. <laughs> he's a nice guy, but he's like, yeah, come on, man. Like, that, that, that shouldn't happen, this, especially yeah. if, like, y'all had an early game and plenty yeah. of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm ultimately the one that has to deliver all this shit. And that was what he said. I was so, like, he was, on, he was like, y'all got to work as a team and make sure it fits. I was like, I could have swore we did that. He, he was like, I could have swore. He, I said, I could have swore he read it. He was like, okay. But who's the one reading it live on TV? I was like, you are. He was like, so next time, there's a, uh, who should you come and find? I was like, I'll come and find you. He looked. I was like, I'm not coming to find you. He was like, all right. And then I was walking away, and then like, and then he grabbed me, and that's when he, uh, that's when I tell you what he told me. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, other than that, I've been, you know, working at Spoiled Vegan, moving around, trying to get better with the camera, which 
lot of people been telling me I have been, which is yeah. pretty dope. That's been real dope. Uh, yeah, man, just been keeping busy. Stay at home, dad life, you know. <laughs> Dropping a deuce with the door open. Hey. Walking around butt naked. You, you know, know what's funny? I hear people dudes talk about that. I don't do that shit no matter what, bro. Drop a deuce with the door open? No, never. I, bruh. So, my bedroom has a door, of course. And then, like, if my bedroom door is open, you can see into my bathroom. So, my bathroom door is always closed. You know what I'm saying? For that reason. But even without that, like, it don't give me no more. It's less comfortable dropping one with the door open. I don't understand. I don't like it. I don't, like, this is privacy. See, for me, like, you know I watch a lot of the same stuff over and over. So for me, like just to keep up with it, I don't even need to see it. I just need to hear it. So I just turn, oh, okay. I just turn it up loud and go to the bathroom. <laughs> and leave it up. You know what I'm saying? Be like, oh, I it's love something, that part. It's something new. I'll pause it. But even if even if it's not that, even if it's not on TV, it's yeah. like it's, no, it's nobody here. Yeah. Like so what? Yeah. Before, you know Bar- before Baron was born, I was walking around uh, my just my. Oh no, I was still walking around with my drawers on, but I was walking around naked all the time. Yeah. But I just don't want. I didn't want him thinking like that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. Trying to strip naked and walk around. That's yeah. You know what's funny? I don't I don't ever have the door open, but if I'm watching something, I will go in the I will turn the TV up and then go in my room bathroom with the door closed and listen though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I watch like it might not be something that I've seen over and over again, but like 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 um Lakers Media Day shit. I was watching that, but I don't necessarily need to see them sit at a table and answer questions. I want to hear the questions and the answers. Oh. So I just turned it up Sorry. late, and then I meant turned it up late. I just turned it up hella loud, and then went in the bathroom. I still got the door closed and everything, but I can hear. It. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean for me, it's just it ain't that it ain't that comfortable, man. I got to say this. So while we're at the game, the dude uh-huh. the same game, the dude messed up the thing. While we're at the game, Paul sends out an email at like three like three o'clock. Says he's got four tickets to the SDSU game, and luckily I had just happened to pull out my phone. Keisha always been on me about like not returning her messages and calls, so mm-hmm. I just double check to make sure I didn't miss nothing. And I see the email that first come, first serve. Boom. It's like, I wanna. Bam, you got two. Like 30 minutes later, there's another person. Like, nobody's paying attention to that email, obviously. Yeah. Nobody's Friday. Yeah. I mean, uh, so people don't even want to look at their email in case they gotta do something else. They just want to say, yo, I never got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Friday is, boy. Yeah, but you know me, I'm out here freelancing, so I'm yeah, checking of course, everything of course. that go off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I get the tickets. Uh, DeAndre was supposed to mob with me. He bailed out at the last minute, and I was about to not go because I was like, number one, are you going to go to the game by yourself? That's kind of whack. And I, but then I was thinking, like, I didn't want next time I see Paul to be like, oh, how was the game? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't go. go. He's like, what? You didn't go? Yeah, He's like, yeah. I ain't never give you no tickets again. So I was like, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? At least if it's just for a quarter, I got yeah, to at least yeah, show yeah, up. For like, sure. Uh, Uber for, uh, I'm sorry, I don't take Uber. I live from here. It was only $7 to live from here. So I'm like, I got to oh, go. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I went. Lyft driver was super cool. Drove me all the way. Like, literally, like, almost drove me into the into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> he drove me as close as I could possibly get, which is cool. Went there. And I'm walking in, right? Uh, really good seat. Really good seats. While I'm going in my seat, this dude, like, puts his arm out. He's security. Like, a fan. Like, I puts his arm out like he's security and was like uh, he was like hold on man and I was like what's up man like super calm. like what's up man he, he was like no man he's like these, he's like these are my kids seats they're just at the bathroom because halftime's coming up I was like no nah, man my seat is right over there it's row 13 right 
He was like, no, nah, man, you in the, he was like, you're not in the right section. I was like, how do you know? He was like, you know what? You're right, man. What section are you supposed to be in? I showed him my ticket. He was like, oh, you are supposed to be here. He's like, yeah, you're in your seats are right over there. I was like, yeah, I know, man. Thanks, man. You have a good day. He was like, bro, I'm sorry. I was like, it's cool, bro. Have a good day. I was like, like <laughs> bro, what do, you, what do you mean? You're in the, like, do it. Watch out. So I, I go sit down, right? And I'm chilling. The pizza that like the older, <laughs> like older white people that I was chilling with was mad cool. It was this one like old fan. They got smacked by Utah State. It was this one, <laughs> it was this one like older, older white dude just sitting in front of me going crazy. And uh, I was laughing and it turned out to be his daughter. Like, he was somebody's grandpa. But his daughter uh, seen me laughing. She turned around and said something. I ended up talking to them. They asked me like, oh, like, oh, you at the game by yourself? I was like, yeah, my friend was supposed to come. And I told them, I was like, yeah, I got, got the tickets from like what something like my boss. And I didn't want to like Say I didn't go, so I'm, so I'm here watching the game. I was like, it's pretty cool. I, I'd do it again. I thought I was like, I would do it. I'd come and watch the game by myself again. Pretty cool. And uh, talking to them, right? Found an iPhone. Uh, why did I bring that up? What happened? Oh, while uh, the kids come back, right? And they're sitting there, and the popcorn, the popcorn and the hot dog man comes by, and the dude sends a, a hot dog to me. The dude that uh, told me like that I'm not supposed to be over there. <laughs> he sent the hot dog down to me. And then, like, it got to me, and I'm like, and then, like, he's, like, going like this. He was like, and I'm like, nah. I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. He was like, and he goes like this. I was like, bro, I'm a vegan. He was like, just take it. I was like, bro, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm, yeah, just take like, my gesture, man. Like, just take the man's hot dog. So, so, I could, so I could feel good. I just gave it to the people next to me. I was like, I'm good. Like, I was like, how'd you get this? I was like, that the man feel back is what he said to me. Like, Yo, you a way nicer guy to me, man. Because if I would have came up and he'd have like, these are not just seats, I would have been like, I looked at him. I've been like, "Yo, dog, these are my seats. What, what, what's going on here?" Like, I would have been like, "What's going on, man? Mm. Well, you got somebody else coming. You told them they can have my seat." Like, I'd have been going and off. It's funny bro. because when I was, I'd have been going. Off. I don't have no patience for like people in them kind of scenarios, bro. Like, we at the ball, like, like, like we at the stadium, bro. Like, you at the stadium. I don't got no time for nobody's bullshit while I'm in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's how. For me, like I just, I'm just looking at everybody. Like people are crazy out here. I don't know why this fool's saying this. I'm about to just get straight to the shit. No, these are my seats, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. But go ahead, man. I, yeah. While I was leaving, it made me think about uh, Cedric the Entertainer in the Kings of Comedy. He was like, four and five, dog. Four and five. Come <laughs> on out. Come on out. <laughs> we, hope, we hope no one's in our seats. We hope there's not an interaction. We hope. Everyone has a good time. Black people don't hope. We wish. <laughs> I was like, I wish a motherfucker would be in my seats, nigga. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of football, what's up with your boy Antonio Brown? That's man? not my boy. <laughs> he is not my boy. Like, for real. Man, man, man. Look, man, man. look. Mad people was trying to tell me. Antonio Brown is part of his plan, bro. Look, he on the Patriots now. And I told them, no disrespect to Antonio Brown. I don't know how smart or dumb he's, he is or isn't. Mm-hmm. But I do know that this ain't no master plan, bro. You don't, you don't trick yourself out of 30 million as a master plan to go get nine somewhere else. To get a case to lose that nine to not even be in the league now. What part of the master plan is that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, um, it, it seems, all of these are allegations at this point, but it seems like he's in a world of trouble. Mm-hmm. And you making trouble for different teams 
ain't really helping nothing. Like I said before, let's say all this stuff was coming down the pipe. All this, like, women making allegations, that stuff was coming down the pipe. Right? You don't know how the NFL is going to react or how your career is going to go once that drops. And he don't know this is coming, but he knows this kind of shit is in his past. Right? Why not for two days buckle down, don't say nothing, so you could guarantee yourself $30 million from the Raiders? So even if the unfortunate situation ends up that you're not in the NFL, at least they have to pay you $30 million to be gone, to leave. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's weird, bro. Like, he's doing, to be honest, this is what I think. I think, I think number one, I think money's made him a bigger whatever whatever you want to call him. He was already that, and money made him a bigger that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays football, bro. I, every time, every time dudes wild out in football or they do stuff that you look at and you go, the norm that that those of us who haven't played football that long and rattled our brains will look at it and go, "Yo, this don't make sense." Mm-hmm. I always think, "Yo, is that man's head right, bro?" I I think that because of the game they play and some of the I stuff that Antonio Brown. I'm like, is his head all right? I, he's just ignorant. I don't think it has anything to do with CTE or anything. Like when you like that's why I was trying to find that text message. That I couldn't find. Yeah, no, no. Like, all that's crazy. Like, Threatening people, like like, but like I'm, ta- I'm talking about like. His spelling and, and like oh no, okay I feel like he's I feel he's just not smart yeah. he's he's just child it just like that he's like bro child. yeah that spelling coupled with his behavior over the past few years shows me that he's just childish bro yeah. he didn't hard. have to like his mentally he didn't have to mature past a certain point because he was extremely always talented been a football, football. Star. we've talked we've talked about that before too and he's not like Floyd Mayweather's the same way yep whenever you see him have an explosion with somebody on TV. Even when he's right, he looks child. Yeah. I'll never forget the one when he was talking to the dude like, you want to talk to me? I don't want to talk to you. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. But you're it, just, it just looks, right. it just yeah. looks so childish. The child. way you're going about it is almost on some nan and nan And then I was yeah. like, oh, just because you can't read and write and spell? I'm like, bro, there's a correlation, bro. You could, you could, you could, there's no way around it. There's a correlation. Yeah. And there's just, man, it's just, we've talked about this before. I personally, there's a psychology that goes into being a professional athlete. And there's even a different one like, and it's it's unavoidable. There's a certain amount of it that's unavoidable. But if you have the right kind of people around you, you do get what you need. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, how we look at all these athletes, if we looked at Dwayne Wade, what is Dwayne Wade, 34? Something like that. 35 years old? Wouldn't nobody look at a 35-year-old man that's an accountant if they dress and act like D-Wade? They would call him childish. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But D-Wade has grown up a very, very different life. His whole entire life has been built on how long can I stay young? To be an NBA player, to be a professional athlete, you're constantly trying to make your body stay young. Uh, Be able to do what you were used to be able to do. And I think that going along with that, there's a certain mindset. Like, they're not treated like full-grown adults by the people around them. That's a culture thing. The way he dresses, that's a culture thing. I I agree, but I think that if somebody has some of the hairdos and did some of the things that D-Wade has done, and they were an accountant or they had to work in an office building, people would be like, grow up, bro. Like, you're too old to be wearing, to be, to be like, um, 
showing showing your individuality on your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's, that's you know, an old school way of thinking. It is an old school way of thinking, but we apply more more of that thinking to people that aren't professional athletes. Like, we get it. You know what I'm saying? So with Antonio Brown... Well, it's because of the setting that you have to be in. It's like, bro, like, I, I, I'll, ne- I'll never forget when mom... The first time... <laughs> the first time mom seen Birdman on TV. All the tattoos on his face and on his head and yeah. stuff. She's like, he could, na- he could never have a job in corporate America. She thought he was just like an artist. He could never have a job in corporate America. I was like, mom, he's got plenty of jobs in corporate America. Like, he's a record label, like, owner. CEO, yeah. She's like, but I'm saying, like, in any other industry, he couldn't show up to work like I was like, I feel you, but I mean, like, it matters, but it shouldn't, though. As long as I'm good at my job. Like, perfect example. Uh-huh. The dude, dude that live out here, Ray Williams, he just got a job as, like, the athletic director at, like, a brand new, a brand new, like, private school that just opened out. Yeah. Dude is blasted. The video I just, I just posted on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's blasted. From neck, like, to his ankles, like, to his ankles, or at least to his knees, anyway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Tattoos everywhere. Yeah, he wears short sleeves to work, wear a hat every day, fancy haircut, jewelry mm-hmm. everywhere. Just got a job because he's good at what he do. Yeah. It should it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Like tattoos on the face is one thing. I feel like, and, it, and even if you want to say the neck, I feel that. But outside of that, it's like I'm, I just come on, man. I under, I understand that logic, but even companies they want to portray a certain thing. They want to look a certain manner. No, I understand. And even if they think we want a more buttoned up look and all of that stuff, like you can have tattoos and cover it and do all that. I'm talking about like I'm talking about how these athletes act. And what they do, like, they're clearly good enough to keep on doing what they're doing. Like, to be a professional athlete as you get older, you still got to be able to relate to young dudes that are coming in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't be a locker room guy and relate to those dudes on some level, you're not going to be in the league as long as you thought you were. You know what I'm saying? Physically, you're trying to keep yourself as able-bodied as you can. That's a young man thing. You know what I'm saying? So their whole culture is geared towards being younger. Then when you see somebody being immature, like, look at LeBron. I'm not saying that LeBron does anything that I would deem childish, but how he acts sometimes on social media, it's like, it's a young man's game. But you could tell that LeBron has people around him that don't allow him to, like, I'll put it like this. I don't know LeBron, but if LeBron was running around acting like Antonio Brown behind the scenes, from what I think of LeBron and what I see of him and his team, that they'd be like, bro, that's bad for business. Do not go out there and do that shit. And he doesn't. I don't think Antonio he Brown does. I don't think he has a team. I think. I mean, Mav and all his guys. I think that's no, his no, no, team. No, 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 no. I'm talking about AB. Oh no! Like me and Kevin were talking about this. We were talking about this with a different athlete, though. He's we were talking about this with Dwight Howard. He does have a publicist and a manager and all of that stuff, but none of those people are allowed to tell him what he needs to hear, or they'll be fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I think. Like, you have to allow your people to. Be your people to have to have your best interests at heart. You gotta you gotta allow them to do that. You know what I mean? Which it also is a part of maturity. You know what I mean? But Antonio Brown looks crazy. The stuff that he's alleged is wild. The the emails and text messages that have been out here that he's sent to his um that that he's sent to the people that are that are alleging these crimes. Have been, bro. Like, you can't. This is what I, this is what I mean by child. Is like he thinks that, yo. I just sent her that. It was just strongly worded. Like, 
How do you think sending her some stuff, talking about what is ha- or talking around what happened, and that she's doing this for money, or you're doing, you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy, bro. How can he think that any of that's gonna go well? I can't believe that his publicist, his manager, everybody that helps him deal with his money and all of that stuff. I can't believe that those people one are just letting it ride, or two feel like they can say anything and then keep their job. You know what I'm saying? If I'm your publicist and I know you're about to do something stupid. But I know if I say anything, I'm going to fire you. Guess what, bro? Go do that. Because I'm still going to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, um, if you ask me, it's all on Antonio Brown. Like, fam, a woman can't come to your house and turn around and you're butt naked. Bro. He's an idiot, bro. That's, like, I was, having this, idiot. I was having this argument with a, with a, with a dude that was, I ain't gonna, I, I'm not going to say who it was. Because I'm not even sure... I'm not even sure if they know everything about this case. You know what I'm saying? But they were like, what if he called her over there and she knew what time it was. It was just, I was like, bro, if she, I was like, bro, if she turned around, let's say she came over there and they were at some point going to be romantically involved, right? When she get over there, when her back's turned looking at something, she turns around and he's butt naked, got his shit out in her face. She was just sexually assaulted. Even if she came there to have sex with him, bro. And bro, it's, it's so- not like show up and we could do whatever because you're here to have sex with me. I said, even if that's the case, even if she was paid and something was going to happen, like, that ain't the case. Let's be clear. Bro. That ain't the case. In 2019, Come if, on, you're bro, say, that's what I'm saying. if you're going to say she came over and, and knew what time it was, you got to have your receipts and be willing to tell the whole story like D-Rose did. Yeah. D-Rose went in that courtroom and told every the, nasty detail yeah. about what him and his boys did to that girl. And everybody's story matched up. And that's why he was, and that's why, and not, not just the stories matching up, but that together with the evidence and everything was like, look, check this out. And the dude was, I, I remember his homie was even like, yeah, and I went, uh, Derek went and flushed his condom and this, that, and the third. And I went and I, and I sat down and blah, 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 blah. And they was like, well, why didn't you go and flush? They tried, tried to catch him. Well, why didn't you go and flush your condom too? He was like, I'm not Derek Rose. I wasn't worried about it. She wasn't gonna be looking for mine. Like I wasn't yeah. worried about. It. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. all, you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you if you gonna be like it's 2019, you can't just be out here. She knew what time it was. No, and that's unless that's really what it was, and yeah. everybody got that. No, but that's that's what yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. This dude was saying that, and and I'm saying, bro, it don't matter. It don't matter because, fam, she turned around. She was not expecting you to be naked, bro. You. There's stuff out there for everybody to Google and read of you making light of what happened. And no part of that where you like, yo, you wanted this or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was like, bro, like, because I was telling the home, they was like, bro, she just thrown out an allegation. We ready to kill Antonio Brown. I was like, I'm not ready to kill Antonio Brown. I'm ready to get to the truth. In matters of women and children, bro, we have to make sure they're all right. And then proceed with what's going on. So, Antonio, you can't be sending her stuff. You can't send her nothing. Actually, your legal advice would tell you don't have any contact with her from the second she makes that allegation against you. Don't have any contact with her. The second one comes out. Second one comes out. He sexually assaulted me, too. Got the story. She got her receipts. 
Whatever. We still, yes, we still have to get to the truth. But you sent her a text message talking about you ain't this and I made you and da 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 You wasn't saying that when it was. Bro, it doesn't make you look good, bro. It doesn't make you look good. And like like I said, man, like, well, you said it. He's just, Im he's immature. He doesn't know how to deal with what he had. He, and he's entitled, bro. Now he's filing grievances against the NFL talking about they didn't, they didn't keep to their contracts. Bro, there's stipulations in all those contracts. So you didn't even read that? You thought you signed up with the Raiders and no matter what you were getting 30 mil? You went to the Patriots and you thought no matter what you were getting that 10? There's the grievances and appeals involved yeah. the following issues and sums of money. <laughs> Fine appeals with the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Bro. 250000 Salary guaranteed, $29 million. Signing votes with the Raiders, one man. Like, bro, it, he couldn't have read his contract. It had to say somewhere there, like, guess what? If you if you uh, get a nasty award, you don't get this money. Yeah. It's got to be in there somewhere. Bro, and from what I understand, in every NFL contract, it is written in to their CBA that anything damaging to the league, they can hold against you and come after you. Every player in the NFL knows if you miss practice, you're getting fined, bro. They know that. Are you filing a grievance for the time they find you when you didn't come to work? Are you saying the Raiders need to give you $30 million and you never played for the team? You were acting an ass, recording the coach, burning your feet, doing all kind of stuff? Burning your feet. <laughs> he, lost, he lost his helmet endorsement. He's not in the league, so he doesn't have a contract right now. All because of what? All because of what? Because you thought you were bigger than the league? Like, I am so pro player, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. I am so pro player. I am, It is crazy. But on this, you can't defend this. You can't defend it. Nobody that would even want to defend Antonio Brown, other than his lawyer that gets paid to do it. Would, feel, would get out here and really think that they got a shot defending any of this shit. You can't defend it. You know, like, come on, bro. Like, you've messed up your likeness and your likability so much with dealing with your bosses. That's what your, that's what the contract and them teams, that's what they become. That coach becomes your supervisor. Them owners become your boss. The league is the is the umbrella that you work under. It's the company you work for. You're going to do stuff to make your bosses look bad, tear down your bosses, call them out, and then turn around and then say, yo, you still owe me that money, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way he's going to win none of this, dude. Yeah. I think he's just trying to make a mess so he gets something out of somewhere. That's what I think. I think right now he's looking at it like, damn, I messed up. How do I get back? Let me go after them. Maybe I'll get something out of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it's weird. Like, he was on the shop talking about he don't need football. Okay, that's cool. Then retire. Don't come out here and make yourself look bad. I mean, this is a side. I know Antonio Brown don't care about this. But you're making it harder for the next man to get his contract. Because the NFL going to say, with these concussions, with these hits, with this short career, we can't give nobody no guaranteed, no long-term guaranteed contract. Look at how they act. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it just, I, I don't know, man. He's not, he's not looking real good, bro. He's not looking real good.
My bad, I'm in my phone. I'm trying to get the audio set up for this next little piece of work. Well, you want to, well, shit, I was going to say, we'll go for somebody messing up their likeness to players get, being able to get paid for theirs. Perfect. You California. Know, what's, yeah. what's the name of the law or the bill or whatever it is? You know? Um, It's, it's some. I had it. I had it. It's some. What's the act called? Um, well, pretty much the legislation has come down. Um, it. Signed in the law, what, what was that, a week ago? It was signed in the law um, a few days ago. Kids that go to schools, that go to universities in California will be able to make money off their likeness. They'll be able to like endorse a shoe or be a cartoon character in something or make money off of... Which is only fair. Yeah, which is only fair. Which is only fair. The least they but can do. I think the big thing, I think this is the first step and what it's going to be. All the players, yeah, bro. yeah. I think for a short time, mad play. Think about if this would have happened last year. Zion Williams decommits from Duke. Boogie stays here in Cali. And now he's doing McDonald's commercials. He's doing all type of shit his first year at whatever college he go to. Think about what I just said on the other pod. I think, I think we had, no, we went on the pod. We were just talking with Derek. Just our fam, Stephanie. Yeah. How much money he would have been able to make in Locally, yeah. It's just, it's only right. And I like, I saw a clip from the shop, the next episode of the shop that's coming out. They had the governor that actually signed the bill. That means endorsements too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, um, they had the governor that actually signed the bill on the shop. And they was asking him, like, who are you getting, like, the most phone calls from? He was like, school presidents. He's like, they're not even outsourcing this work. He was like, like me. I don't make every phone call. I send people to make phone calls. He was like, they're calling me saying, you're going to mess up college. You're going to mess up college sports. He's like, how am I going to mess up college sports? You think people won't watch because the kids are, because the kids are getting paid now? He was like, he was like, think about this. And this is what everybody has said. Everybody around the kids make money, except the people that actually do the work for the money. He's like, this is what I think. School, the NCAA just doesn't want their schools to compete for players, to compete for players on a monetary level. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is opening the gateway. This is going to start opening the gateway for like more and more states are going to start doing this on their own. And then the NCAA is going to be forced to be like, cool, we'll pay players. And now they got to come up with a system to pay players. Like I said, free game right here, NCAA, free game. You guys recruit these kids on a five-star system. Put prices on the stars. Put prices on the stars. So if Duke wants Zion, hey, Zion, we're going to recruit you as a five-star player. Five-star players get this amount of money a year. And now you got to fill out your roster. Like every other team that does. You know what I'm saying? Players get paid whether they go overseas, wherever they at, but they don't get paid to go to school. I would like to say, I think last year's or whatever, whenever it was, the uh, the big baller brand league uh-huh. is kind of like something that helped get the ball rolling with this. I don't. I don't think that league. I think is. It I think that's a it, part of it. It definitely made the made the G League raise their pay rate. That's a fact. I don't know how much that by itself had to do. I think that this ball was already kind of rolling. 
and LeVar had the right idea. Like, there's other, there's other places that kids can play. But, but other countries have been playing, have been paying our college players for a long time. Of course, I'm talking about here. No, but here. And and see, I'm talking about. I don't think that the NCAA was worried about the JBL. I don't think that they were worried about that. I think that they were. I think that they're more worried about stuff like, okay, what if states start letting players make money off of their likeness? They're going to be playing in that state, hurting the rest of the NCAA. I don't think that they... No, no, this bill being passed is definitely a bigger threat. But, I, I mean, like I said, I think it's pretty much a fact that the G League had to, you know, raise their pay rate because of what, you know, the big baller brand league was... What's the name of it? JBL. Because of what the JBL was offering. Um, but that's I what I'm saying. Know. What were I they think... offering? I think, the, I, think they, I think they raised... I think the NBA... I think their biggest reason for raising the pay in um, the G League is to get players to be in the G League and not overseas. Because they want to build that up like a farm system, like like the ba- like baseball has. So you got to incentivize these guys to have the rest of the world to go play in. You got to incentivize them to be in your developmental league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a bigger thing than any one other thing that any one other league was doing. And I think if they had to say... What would be their biggest fear? It would be something like, oh, shit, college about to start paying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, college, the NCAA, oh, shit, they can go over to that state and get paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now the NCAA got to really, and, and they got to do it quick. Let two more states, let a big state, let a big football state. Like, Cali's just a big state because Cali's popping. People want to be here. You know what I'm saying? So to say, what's the, I don't even be paying attention to college football. What's the, what's the let big- Alabama. Pass something like that's that. That's just one school, though, right? Yeah, like that's. It's a, it's but I'm saying the state of Alabama. That's the number. That's the number one school in college football. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, what I'm saying is like California. Like, if I if I play wide receiver and I go to Alabama because I, I can make money off my likeness, I'm only gonna have but so many opportunities because it's only one school. If, I, if I'm one of the top wideouts in the country, I can go to Cal. I can go to USC. Uh, USC. I can go to UCLA. I mean, San Diego State not popping like that, but now that this money thing is going to happen, it might be now. You can come over here and get paid off your likeness, or at least, or at least, some of our homegrown players will stay here and try to get some money off their. Oh yeah, well, I think I well, I mean, we know about the Alabama. I'm sure there's other smaller institutions in the state of Alabama. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about the big money though. Off their likeness. I mean, it depends on who's willing to throw the money at it. You know what I'm saying? There might be there might be a booster that just loves Alabama football. That he wants to get this one specific quarterback over there. Let's say he own a rental car business, and he tell him, "Yo, he'll tell the boosters like, we'll put a fund together. You'll get fifteen grand a semester." So I understand why everybody's complaining. It's not going to be fair. Even if everybody gets to pay, California is going to be in the lead. When it comes to that. Oh yeah, but the I mean, but ain't nobody worried about what's fair. Me, I'm not worried about what's fair for the NCAA. Absolutely, I'm worried not. about what's fair for the kids. Absolutely. Like, Yo, you guys have been winning. <laughs> you guys have been winning. You're going to continue. Yeah, and you're going to continue to win because you guys still own the rights to the the the, the football that we're going to see. People are going to watch football no matter what. I honestly believe that. I honestly Without believe that. Without a doubt. People are going to watch football. They weathered the concussion storm. They weathered the kneeling. Uh, Bro, they storm. put high school football on ESPN, dog. People are gonna watch. They put they put Pop Warner on TV. That's you know what I'm saying. People, people don't give a damn. TV. They gonna watch football, bro. Their TV. People are gonna watch their. Football. They gonna watch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think yeah, Cali will be one of the destination spots. I, I think that I initially boom because we're the first state to do it. 
And I think after everybody's doing it, after a couple of years go by, maybe 10 years, all the other all the other states come around to this. But I think that even when that happens, yeah, we'll be in the lead because of location and all that stuff. But I think that those other states like 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 Alabama, um, like uh, Ohio, and those other places, they're going to have people that got deep-ass pockets because the boosters already got deep-ass pockets. And it's going to make it where a lot more players are going to be getting deals, like kind of like how Kuzma got his rookie deal. He kind of got a merch deal. Like think yeah. about Malcolm Thomas, who's from here. Yeah. If he could have been able to like have a deal like that and they just throw a bunch of Nike yeah. on him. Well, I, but see, that's what I, I think that a lot of it, I think that a lot of it is going to be local shit. Local shit. I don't think it's going to be a bunch of big money shit that we see. I think that the Cam Newtons and those dudes are always going to be those dudes. Yeah. Because sure. they're, they're bigger than life. I was life. about to say, I don't know about all that. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying on the regular, I think that it makes it cool for the Stephen McClure's of the world. 100%. And that's what I mean that's by like, that's what if Steph, Stephen might not go to Cal, if he could walk outside and go to SDSU, yeah, it might it might change things NFL wise or do whatever. But in these four years, I'm gonna make a hundred grand. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I think it's gonna do. And that's gonna be added up over years. The way his career panned out, he probably would have Yeah. No, and that's, I feel like his agent no disrespect to Stephen. Stephen know how I feel about him. But I feel like his agent and his dad would have been like, Hey, yo, check this out. Because remember what his dad was saying about I feel like his agent and his dad would have been like, Hey, look, man, you could do that and do that and Go to the NFL and try to make it pop. Then come over here and make this money while you're in college and still try to go to the NFL. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, but pretty anyway. You already told this money long, bro. Stephen's fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Hypothetical. No, but and that's and that's and the hypothetical is the hypothetical is why this is such a big deal. Because is I'll tell you on both ends why I think it's a big deal for the NCAA and on the other side for the players. On the for the NCAA, they're like. Who knows how much money is out there for these motherfuckers? That's what they're thinking. They know. I don't think they do. They got a good idea. I think they've never had to worry about it. Like, like I said, if we put a price on the on the star system, who's even say that's fair? That's a number that I'm coming up with. Eighty grand, eighty grand for five stars, and let's work our way down from eighty grand. And I'm talking about a year. So I don't think the NCAA, I don't think they even want to think about how much money they're going to throw out to fill these teams if this becomes a widespread thing. Mm -hmm. And I think on the other side, the people that are four players and the people that get it, if you ask me, are saying there's no, who knows if there's a dollar to be made for some of you guys. But for some of you guys, it's guaranteed that there is something out there Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be illegal for you to go get it. Flat out. You know what I'm saying? Like, the governor said something. He was like, every other kid on campus, every other kid on campus is allowed to make money from their likeness. How come athletes aren't? Except the famous ones. How come athletes aren't? You I know got, what I'm saying? I got to handle some fitness. I could go out and be the spokesman or spokes. You can go out and be the spokesman or woman for whatever it is, for whatever it is, um, whatever it is. Anybody that wants to pay, you can go out and be their spokesman for it, right? They're not asking you, like, yo, like, is this okay with, like, your major? Is that going to be a problem with your university? You know what I'm saying? It's only if you're an athlete. Only if you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. So, to me, this is just, like, leveling the playing field. So, these people got celebrities, so they're not allowed to make it. Like, Dana Taurasi was saying, she was like, yo, UConn's still selling my jerseys. I graduated in 2004. 
You know what I'm saying? She was like, who else is that number uniform? They just don't have my name on it. So I'm walking in there, my jersey, Sue Burr's jersey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he's a other, like, our jerseys are still up in there selling. Let's pause real quick, bro. Sorry. Pardon the jump cut. Had to handle some work business real quick. But we back, baby. Yeah, we back. Like I was saying, man, like, um, Diana Taurasi was just explaining how, like, her jersey, Sue Burr's jersey, um, other great players that have been through UConn, how they're still selling. And how it's been 10 plus years since some of those players have been um, at that university. But yet the university could still profit off of their likeness. That uniform isn't, they're not selling it because whoever's in it is currently so great. They're selling it because the, the last person that we remember in this jersey is that good still. You know what I mean? So it just makes sense that legislation would catch up with with um, the, what, what do I want to say? With, with capitalism. That the legislation and the NCAA has to start catching up with capitalism. Everybody's allowed to make as much money as they want. The greater you are, the greater money that could be made for you. Except if you're a really good NCAA athlete. You can't make money. So it just makes sense. Like, this legislation is huge. It's a big, big deal. Like, then we talked about this before, but I'm not going to say we was the smartest kids in the world. But when we was in high school, maybe maybe because of team success or maybe because pe certain people on the team were that popular. But the gym was being sold out, and we was like, well, damn, it'd be nice if we could get some of this. And that was at the high school level. And we wasn't a great team, but we didn't have to be a great team to draw people in there. I, I, I never, when I asked Jesse, he was like, dang, I never thought about that. Yeah. He was like maybe six years out of high school. Not 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 even that much. Not even that much. A few years out of high school. And I asked Jesse, I was like, how much money do you think you made for that athletic department? Like people that came to the football and basketball games or to the track meets just to see you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and four that four-year span. Yeah. He was like, dang. I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to think about stuff like that. And it's like, and and I'm not saying that on high that high school campuses should be breaking off high like no, high school students. I'm saying if you guys create, if you guys have the supply and demand to make that much money, and you can make it that consistent, then maybe yeah, you should start paying them people that are generating that revenue. But the average high school, you might have one or two games to sell out a year. You know what I'm saying? If that, I've been at championship. I've been at section championships for teams that have this is going on a fourth championship, and there's been a hundred people in the gym, not even close to a seller. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that every athlete that makes that plays a sport anywhere should get money, but when you create a billion dollar corporation off of it, and you're selling TV contracts for it, and the schools is is pumping their jerseys and 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 different um, and di cups and all kind of stuff with their likeness or their number on it. Yeah, you got to start paying them people. And it shouldn't be illegal for them people to go outside of your university and make money. You know what I mean? Like, this legislation just makes sense. It's just what's fair, to be honest. It should be a widespread thing, but I'm glad, Cali, I'm glad we out here getting the ball rolling. This is a good first step. It's a great first step. It's a, it's a great first step. A great first step, but it is a first step. It is a first step. A really good one, but it is first. And this is going to make it, it's going to change things in the NBA to where, like, 
I think you might start seeing basketball players hold out and be straight up like, I'm not playing for that team. Kind of like Eli Manning did to the Chargers. Because uh-huh. they're going to be coming out of college with so much money. Um, I don't think I don't think that'll happen. That's the only only the kids with money in the NFL have been able to do that. Yeah, and I mean anybody with any money could do that if they. But it's it, I think it's just you're gonna have to be that good as well. It's uh, you know what I'm saying. It's only the I would say it's That's only true. the top five to seven players in any draft that could be like nah, fam, because they know any other team would take them. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of those guys, it's like, I'm being taken at this spot. If I wait, it's going to be a drop. And then I'm at, you know what I mean? If I drop any lower than that, it's a question. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, I, I think that what now, I think now that, um, I think that players will be smarter coming in business-wise. Mm-hmm. Because their business will be starting before they're professionals. Right. Because, now it's like, okay, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do a signing. I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do paid. I'm gonna do a paid signing, or I'm gonna endorse this. You gotta get a manager. You gotta start getting people. Your business has to start coming together. You know what I'm saying? Think about how much business Zion Williams was. Williams, how much how much business Zion was? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His business career started a long time ago. A long time ago. But he wasn't able to monetize it. Not while being at Duke. You know what I'm saying? Your business would have to start early. Like, the stuff that LeVar had his kids on starts earlier. When now you can go to a Cali school, a Cali school, a university, and start making money. You gotta, like, there's gonna be more kids coming. They're gonna be coming to the first year of college, and they're gonna be such a big star locally that they're gonna start having people attached to them. Mm-hmm. As their business, you know what I'm saying. So now they, I think the players, when they, by the time they get to the NBA level, they go be have been doing business like that. So I think that once they get in the league, they'll be more savvy. They'll make more money because they'll know more stuff. But I don't think I don't think it'll be a, anything where players are like, "Yo, no, 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 I'm not gonna do that." I think like I'm not gonna play for that team. I think more players are just. I think they'll know how they want to attack being a professional. Once they do become a professional. That makes sense. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's only what's fair. Like, and like, this is the argument I hate. You gonna give kids all that money? Okay. Y- yes. They can mess up. They could do whatever they want. But the money is theirs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not worried about them doing. Is your boss worried about what you do when he give you your check? No. I paid you for the work you did. That's it. It doesn't matter how old you are. You should be compensated for yeah. your talent or your service or like, whatever. What if, what if your if boss is exceptionally this? good at something? You should be paid exceptionally. Yeah, and that's just not a, to me. That's just not a valid reason not to pay people. What if your boss did this? Hey, fam, I, I looked at your bank statement. You buying way too much liquor, so I'm not. I'm gonna just cut your check in half, bro. So you can't even do that. Or I, I nah, I'm afraid of what you might do with this whole check. So I'm just not going to give you one. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a break. Give me a break. But now I bought, bought up LeVar Ball because I was trying to segue into the Ball family, man. Mm-hmm. Been watching the show. <clears throat> LeVar looking crazy, bro. You know I was always one of the ones that was always going to flag for him. He looking I, crazy now, bro. I'll say it. I'll, like I said before. So he had, a, he, had a meeting, he had a meeting with the boys on Saturday. So he brought in new business people. 
And they like, yeah, this is what we want to do. We're going to get you back in Chino Hills. We're going to have you run some camps, get back some grassroots and things like the way you started. But I was like, I think that's dope. They're like, yeah, we're going to find a new warehouse. We're going to do this, that, and a third. Exactly. And we like all that you're saying, LeVar, but we need to hear it from the boys. So they bring the boys in. The boys in. They bring the sons in. And Lonzo's the only one sitting at the table because he's the only one that like owns, has ownership stake in the company. 51%. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the clip that everybody saw when his dad called him damaged goods. And, like, Lonzo was, like, super calm. He, like, articulated himself well. He didn't, like, blow up on his dad, even though you could tell he was visibly upset. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so they have that, and he has, like, distance from his dad. And then he calls another meeting. He sits his brothers down and lets them know that he's, you know, not he's going to be, like, endorsement-wise, he's going to be a free agent uh, for a year. Uh, and then he, he goes and, like, tells the family, like, tells his boys that, and Jello's like, you know, I'm rocking with you, which he really has no choice. Like, he ain't, he ain't gonna have a signature shoe or, like, make no money from nowhere else. He yeah. has to stay with Big Boss Brand. But I think it's dope that he wants to rock out with his family. I will say yeah. that. Um, and I thought it was interesting when he got, when they got to uh, Melo, Melo was like, well, I'm just focused on basketball right now, which is what's most important. He said, when the time, he's like, I'm gonna keep my options open, but, you know, I'm always with you, so that's that. Um. I, didn't, I think it was unfair how afterwards they like when we were talking, had a little personal interview on the show. They asked him LeVar like what he thought about what uh, Melo said. And he said he thought he sounded like an idiot. And he also said, my boys is going to uh, do what's right about what I'm doing regardless. Which sounds like my nigga, they going to do what I say. Which yeah. is obvious that they're, they're calling their own shots now. Like, bro, mm-hmm. like, they let, you, they let you drive the shit on everything and you let this nigga come and make a hard left and niggas crashed. So guess what? I done jumped out in my own little boat, and I'm going to go ahead and drive that and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still a ball boat, but it's mine. Yeah. And I think it's only right. I, I only brought all of that up to say, LeVar, I, I held the flag for him, and I'm still a fan. You know what I'm saying? I still think it's dope, family brand, you know, black man, black-owned business. But he looking crazy the way he's been talking to his sons lately, man, just the way he's been yeah. handling it. I, I've had... um. I I I'm not I don't watch the show how you watch it. I I've seen some episodes. I've seen some episodes and all that. To be honest, I'm just not on Facebook like that. Um, I'm not either. I, I go on Facebook just to watch the show. No, okay, no, I feel that. But like I saw the damaged goods clip. I don't. I think that. Um, I think that's one of those things that it's like, you my brother, bro. There's stuff that I'll say in a room with just me and you, or just the family, and it might be harsh to you. But I shouldn't be saying that out here, period. Like, I get what LeVar was saying. He's like, yo, that's like people saying I should change your name because you've been hurt for a couple of years. And that's not the and, and which I disagree. I get the point he's trying to make. But it ain't the point to make it when they're like, that's something you take your son aside where ain't no cameras, ain't nobody else. And you'd be like, hey, son, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It's that time to have that hard talk with your kid. I don't think, everything ain't for public consumption. So I thought that that was a bad look. But... This is one of the things I was afraid of with Big Baller Brand first starting because of how LeVar seemed. Like, are they going to be able to do what they want to do without friction from me? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say that on one hand, early in Big Baller Brand, it's like, Big Baller Brand, could, Big Ballers could do whatever they want. Well, not really. Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes you look crazy. Crazy. It makes you look crazy, and people could point out and go, well, okay, well, shit. 
Homeboy took the bread. Now he mad. Cause, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that I think that Lamelo is doing what he has to do. Like he's 17 years old. 18. 18. 17. 17. He's. You know what I'm saying? It can't be. It can't be easy for him to tell his dad, "I've been rocking with you all this time, but right now where I'm at, I can't even. I can't afford nothing going wrong." I got to lock in and play ball. That's it. If Nike want to talk to me, I got to do that. If Puma want to talk to me, I got to do that. He has no choice but to be, all of them have no choice but to be free agents right now. What they go to sit back and wait for the next shoe to come out and hope it's right? Yeah. Like Alonzo said, bro, he was wearing shoes that weren't ready to go. You can't sign back up for that just because you're my dad, bro. And you can't be mad. To be honest, to be honest, this is how I truly feel. And I LeVar, get the fuck out the way. Very so. Bro, get out of the way. You've done what you you've done what you set out to do, bro. All three of your sons are media stars, bro. Yes, we'll put it like this. Leave them alone now. The second LaMelo gets to the NBA, he's gonna be my second favorite player. Behind Dame? Behind Dame. He's gonna be my second favorite player. Just off a of sheer fandom. I hope he lives up to it, and I hope he can remain my... I'll put it like that. I hope he can remain my second favorite player. Yeah. He starts off with an A. It's up to him yeah, if I he wants you, to come down off of that. I feel you. I, I just, like... And that, and part of that is LeVar, what he's built around them and the hype and all of that stuff. But at, but at some point, your son's wearing shoes that weren't ready to go. He's changing them every quarter. Um, homeboy steals some bread from him. And his whole pro career, he's had messed up feet. Yeah. He's had he's had lower leg injuries his whole career. He wore he a gets knee sleeve all high school and college. We didn't know anything about bad feet, but he put on them shoes and all of a sudden he got bad feet. Yeah, and and now and just like all of that stuff, and as a result of that, anybody anybody would make this correlation. He gets traded. It don't matter how good Lonzo would have played, he would have had to have been as good or better than AD for them not to trade him. In that trade. He said it himself on the show. They asked him, he said, uh, no, no, hold up, on Woj's podcast. He was on the Woj yeah. podcast. Did you listen? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, I felt like after I got hurt, that was pretty much the end of it. Like, I couldn't prove that I was worthy of staying on the team because I wasn't on the floor, so that was it. But, you, you know what I'm saying? But, a, just a lot could be pulled from just like the brand not being ready to go. And that was my fear with Upstart and, and him being the first to do it like that. You got to do it right. And sometimes that takes more time than what you would have wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's say Lonzo would have been big baller brand all that first year, but he wore nice because the shoes wasn't ready to go. You know what I'm saying? He promoted the brand and all of that shit. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be a free agent for you. Don't sign to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But now the shoes come out and they're right. Lonzo doesn't have those issues. Maybe he plays better. It's definitely not better for big baller brand to have the number one athlete in a brand in New Orleans instead of L.A. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like yeah, LeVar looks crazy, bro. I'm still pushing. Like, I'm rooting for the kids. I'm not rooting for the brand, dog. Yeah. I'm rooting for the kids. I'm not rooting for LeVar. I'm not rooting, I'm not rooting for big baller brand. I think Lonzo Ball is going to be a fantastic player still. Even though he's not a Laker, I didn't think how I felt about him didn't have nothing to do with him being a Laker. I think his brother's gonna be. I think uh, Melo's gonna be better. I think that he's Mello, definitely gonna be better offensively. I think Melo's got. I mean, the most 
I think that LaMelo clearly has the most um, star power and potential because he's just offensively, he's just going to be more farther along than what Lonzo is because he could just shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lonzo's more athletic than him. You know what I mean? But LaMelo's a, a, a little bit bigger now. But then again, Lonzo wasn't timid in high school and college. He didn't seem timid until he got to the NBA. But I just don't see Melo coming in and being timid like that. I see him coming in and gunning. Yeah, I don't think, no, I don't think he's going to be timid. I don't think that's in him. I don't think that's in him to be timid. Mm-hmm. But it's something to be said for, like, Lonzo could really fly up and down the court and could jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that matters at that level. Like, there's dudes that could kill. They're just not athletic enough to be out there with these with these great athletes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like like I said, LaMelo got more star power, for sure. Because he just, offensively, he's going to have moments where it's like, damn, this kid's really going. You know what I mean? But I never thought about, I mean, of course you think about how it directly affects, like, people's, like, wives and children and stuff. But if they show on the show how, like, part of why Jello wasn't playing up to, really, not up to potential because his dad hyped him hyped him the most because he was the worst of the three. But he wasn't playing as well as he could have, I'll say, because he had a bad ankle and he had a surgery and still wasn't right and had to have another surgery. And so right before Lonzo got traded, he was rehabbing with Lonzo's medical people. And then he gets traded and goes to New Orleans now. He's like, I got I to gotta figure it out on my own. I mean, he got money. He could find a good trainer. But, I mean, it's like yeah. I'm getting the Lakers top-notch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And New Orleans. Well, they changed their medical staff. But part of the they had issue with AD there because he didn't trust the medical staff. You know what I'm saying? But they've since changed all that. Okay. They've they've changed all that. Um, but like all like all of that shit matters. You know what I'm saying? All of that shit matters. And there is a direct correlation between the injuries Lonzo was having and the shoes he was putting on his feet. Like I was on here feeling vindicated when after the after it came out that he was saying the shoes wasn't ready because I was saying like he don't look right. Shit, I was watching him in high school, in college. Shit, he ain't never looked like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, looking like he running he running on the backs of his feet. And he ain't really trying to put his foot in the ground and get off the ground. You know what I mean? Like, but get it right. I'm I'm glad that um, Lonzo did it earlier rather than later. Like, I'm taking over this. I'm going to be in charge of what's happening to me. Something Like, something hard had to happen for you. You had to lose money and lose trust with people to do it. And you don't want to see no family go through that. But I'm glad he's doing it. And I'm glad that whatever his younger brothers are feeling empowered to do, that they're doing it. Because let's say they mess up. Let's say all this is the wrong decision for LaMelo. They're his decisions, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're his decisions. They're a business now, LaVar. And to be honest, you did a great job, bro. The business just got too big for you. And that's okay, bro. That's okay. That was one thing I wanted to ask. Every time we talk about him, do we have to highlight the good that he's done if we're going to talk about the bad? Do we have to say, well, you know what? At the end of the day, he does have two sons that are potentially the number one and number two pick in the draft. You know what? He did have two sons that, that, that earn you know, athletic scholarships and they had to have the grades to have that too. Like all, he, You know what? He did build a, build a million dollar business. And da, 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 like, no, I think, no, I think it is important to say that every time. I think uh, yeah. I, I think every I think every time too. because because of how people are gonna tear him down because he was so brazen about what he did they're gonna almost make it seem like it was at his kids' um, detriment that he got them here almost like some Joe Jackson shit. Who's gonna and have it's not that and it's not that Levar is an amazing father 
He just went too far. He just went too far with creating a brand and being a brand and all of that. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't running it. He was it. And now he got to take a step back. But I do think it's important because, one, because of how black men and their relationship to their kids and the type of fathers they are, how that's portrayed in media. I think it's important to say that. And two, because of the problems that they've had. They've had business problems. He don't have problems with his kids. You know what I'm saying? They've had business issues. And so it doesn't get mistaken. Yeah, I think it's important to say, yeah, all of his kids have 4.0 GPAs. We you know what I'm saying? We, like, we won't know who's going to be the 2020 number one pick until the season plays out, right? Yeah, until, I mean, until the draft. You know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? We won't know until they actually make that pick. We'll have a consensus, but... Like, I, like, LaMelo was, like they just said in the clip we was watching, he was 21st in his own class. And because his growth, physical growth, his game maturing, and what he did this summer in the Drew, and what he did early in his Australian preseason, now he's looking like he could be the number one pick. So now you can start saying, is he better than R.J. Hampton? Is he better than Wiseman? Is he better than these other guys that are going to be potential picks? And that... I say, yeah. But people that don't know like basketball like that, and you might not even care about this shit, but it's relevant because you're showing somebody's growth. Like and to go from twenty first like, to maybe the number one, that's a big jump in your own class. In bro. just a few months. And the kids that are like that were like quote unquote better players than him coming out of high school, like, even if they were able to dominate a game more, they're not better players. And he can do everything. This that's true. That's true. Like when you're talking about being drafted, he's better than him, bro. A lot better than him. Melo is better than him by a lot. He's better than Boogie by a lot. Well, yeah, we know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about Cash, but I don't know about that, bro. But I, I, I don't know. But I think that when you're talking about drafting somebody, you're not, um, you're not always looking for the best complete player. You know what I mean? Like, and he and he might be, but when you're talking about drafting somebody, it's about need and want. Like, yeah. let's say, let's say I'm Memphis. I'm not taking Lamelo Ball. I got John Morant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want both the Ball Boys. No. No. <laughs> and look, and somebody might be thinking like, yo, look, New Orleans might be thinking like, hey man, we might be close to that pick this year if things don't go right. Uh. If we pick up your brother, does that mean your daddy going to be around? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think NBA teams are worried about him like that. But, you know, I think that um, I think that we're, it's, it's just really good to see them kids taking over, taking ownership of what's there. And you're right. LeVar looks, he looked bitter. He looked bitter. And a little bit crazy. Bitter and a little bit crazy. But, um. Like we said, it's important to say he is a, a great father. Um, he supports his kids. All you, all a child will want early in their life is to tell their kid, is to tell their parent their dream, and their parents to go that hard for their dream. So, I'll never talk about Levar the father, but the business wise, it looks like the business got a little bit too big for him. That's that's my thoughts. On that's my thoughts on him. I wouldn't even say that. The business didn't get too big. What do you mean? I I think it's clear that the business got too big. What how, do you how is it clear? How is it clear that the business got too big? I think that... 
I think that the business got too big in the sense of you're rushing things where you could have took time. What did he rush? Oh, the shoes? All, only thing... Okay. Like, you can't put your star athlete in a product that you're questionable about. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Alan Foster stuff. Well, well and, and even with the Alan Foster stuff, I think that I think that the business got too big in a sense to where you can't be mad. Like, he's dealing with Lonzo as, as his athlete and his son. And that's what I mean the business got too big. You got too much stuff going on in the business. He wasn't dealing he's inca- with him. He's incapable he of dealing with Lonzo. He wasn't dealing with him that way until the Allen Foster stuff. No, but, but that's what I'm saying. That's part of the business. Shit's going to happen in the business. And you got to be able to listen to Lonzo, understand. Ultimately, we're going to do what he wants to do. That's how every other business works. If I'm the marquee athlete, we're doing what I want to do. We're not having a back and forth. You're going to tell me your ideas. Especially I'm going to tell you how market, I feel about it. I'm the face of the company and, but that's, the, so, and, the, and the majority owner. Yeah. It's like, I'm giving you a courtesy by, by coming in here and saying, like, hey, this is what I... Like, the fact that he said, I'm giving you a year, like, like bro, he owns the company. He could not give you nothing. You're not his boss. Yeah. But he's the majority owner. What he says goes. Yeah. So yeah, he is giving you a year. I mean, if you're not ready in a year, he's not rocking with you. Yeah. For those who didn't see, LeVar was like, Alonzo uh, said, I'm going to give you a year. And if it's not right, then I'm going to do what's best for me. And asked LeVar, he's like, oh, he ain't doing, doing a year for me. I rock on my own timetable. I don't, I don't, I don't, nobody put me on the timetable, not even my own son. And it's like, bro, who are you going to have if you don't have Alonzo? But that's what I mean. That's what I mean about the business is too big. Like, I don't think that means it's too big. I think, I think that, that he's incapable of dealing with his son. I think that just son. means he's talking out his ass. I don't think that means the business got too big. I think that just means he's talking out his ass. I, I think that I think that the that's what I'm saying. I think in a sense, like I don't think he's capable of dealing with his sons as just the athletes of big baller brand. It's always going to be attached to family and, and this and that. And y'all going to do what I say. And this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and that's what I think is like, that doesn't happen in regular business. It's impossible for this to happen in regular business. If Nike came to LeBron and said, LeBron, you're going to do this, that, and the third. He's going to say, I'm with Adidas. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like even, even like you said, Lonzo's doing him a favor and he can't even say like, he can't even look at it like, yo, this is a favor because he's like, this is my son. This is our business. We're going to do it this way because I've always been in charge. Like, like that's not how that's not how business runs, LeVar. And you got to be able to run business. Look, Lonzo's around. He was just around LeBron, who we know is all about empowering athletes. You don't think he asked him no questions about how he should go about this? You thought, and, and is LeBron's advice going to be, yo, do what your dad said? No, his, his, his advice is going to be, take control like I did. And even when you mess up, it's your mess up. I'm done with these niggas, man. I'm talking about something else. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm talking about Fantasia, and then you want to be done? Yeah, yeah. We could have out of here. So it was weeks ago, but I still wanted to talk about it. Fantasia uh, made comments on a breakfast club about submission as a wife. Like, submitting oh, Lord. Uh, to her husband. And, oh, Lord. But everybody was getting all up in arms about uh, Fantasia saying, you know, she needs to be a stronger woman and that's weak and this ain't the old days no more. And and I believe I believe they were responding to her Breakfast Club comments and that's why she made that video that I yeah. played right now. Yeah. And Which, I seen the video with her and her husband. 
which I thought made perfect sense, and I thought was 100. Yeah, pretty much her husband was saying, he did a majority of the talk. They both had a statement, but he did a majority of the talking where he was saying that submission is a submission is a gift that both people in a relationship give each other. Um, he was like in like he was like in our relationship, my wife, her gift of submission is after she's seen me in here grinding for this household, coming up with plans for this household, and me trying to guide this household um in the way I think we should be going. She submits to my decision, but we talk about everything, and I take in everything that she said. This is not a dominant me dominating over her thing. We talk about decisions, and then she has submitted to me the decision to make the final choice. You know what I mean? And then we move from there. You know what I mean? Like, which I think that why I was saying, oh, Lord, when you was explaining this, because I knew what was coming. All everybody killing Fantasia, she not strong enough, and all this other stuff. Like, and this enough. Like, this is the crazy part. It does like submission does have a negative connotation to it. But why in a relationship would you not want to be submissive to somebody in some degree? That's what it sends my mind to. Mm-hmm. So you want to be in a relationship. You care about this person. You want to have this person around you all the time or as much as possible in marriage every day of your life and you want to dominate over them well no it's because i don't think people want to dominate i think well men, some men do i think yeah. i think the problem i is think people, some women do too i think the problem yeah i think the problem is most people have a warped perception yeah of what submission means what like they do with a lot of work um but if you look at that's just like kind of like when i was talking when the girl was saying like me kissing bear on the lips essentially like, now you don't know what that word means. You just take it for what you think it means. And, like, maybe you've heard so many people over so many years use it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. What the word actually means is this. Submission doesn't mean you just, you just, you don't, whatever you, you don't have any say-so yeah. and your, your opinion it's not doesn't slavery. matter. And, yeah, and you're pretty much just, you go with whatever they say. No, that's not what it is. Submission means there's a given, well, no, submission means you submit. Like, you give release. it to them. You, you get, you give. Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it's you give the direction to somebody, you give the say so to somebody, and that doesn't mean that they have it at all times. It may mean it might mean that they have it the majority of the time. Yeah. But even if they have it the majority of the time, if it's an equal thing and like he's saying it's a gift, that means both of you have that. Whether somebody has it more or less, that's how that's how your relationship is worked out. And as long as both people are happy, then cool. But submission in a marriage or in a relationship means like, yo, you take the lead on that. When I have something to say, I'm going to voice it and it should be taken into account. And maybe that might alter. We might still go with the plan, but that might alter the plan a little bit. Or if I think that's a bad plan and we sit down and talk about it, maybe we don't go with that plan and we go with something else. But people think when you submit to say, if a woman submits to her husband, that just means the woman wants to live in Texas. He wants to live in Cali. But because he wants Cali, that's Yo, we're going to Cali. He want a burger. But she want a salad. But nope, we getting a burger. That's not what it yeah. means. That that is is dictatorship. Yeah, <laughs> that's dictatorship. That is toxic and all that stuff. <clears throat> Shout out mom. Shout out um, Lisa Rome for um because this is a conversation me and her have had. Like she pulled me aside. Like I mean, I guess when I was younger in my dating life, and um she told me she was like, I don't son. Like I don't think you're like cut out for like dating like i was like what she was like 
you don't date like people your age. Like, you want to have a long-term girlfriend. You want to get to know her. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. And so she started talking to me about, I mean, she, and of course she modeled this in our life. But, like, she's like, I think you're a little bit more mature when it comes to relationships like that. Like, you're looking for somebody to be with. When most people are just looking for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and she was like, there's certain things that, like, you want in a woman. There's certain things that you want in a partner. And one of those things was she talked about being submissive. And she was like, both people have to be submissive. She was like, like, I'm submissive to your father as the head of the household. That doesn't mean that I don't have a voice. That doesn't mean that I don't say anything. That right. means that he has the final say. And he's going to lead this household. There can't be two leaders. Right. We've had to decide on who was going to lead. And in certain cases, I take the lead. In other cases, he takes the lead. But it's been understood, and we submit to each other in those ways. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she I mean, she, she showed that our entire lives. 100%. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that was a conversation, like, that I had with her. It was a very quick conversation. It was when I was, like, I want to say I was, like, sophomore in high school. Or whatever. Like, she knew about my little eighth grade girlfriend. You know, I was with her all of eighth grade. You when know? you were in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, you said that's sophomore a, in high school. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. When I was in eighth grade, my girlfriend was in eighth grade. Yeah, and then when we got to high school, like we broke up, and then I had a girlfriend sophomore year, and then we were like long. You know what I'm saying? Like she was like, okay, like I don't think my son just like dating chicks. Like he be trying to like be with girls. You know what I'm saying or whatever. So she had that conversation with me. But I like you said, it's all about that war mentality, and I think we just live in a time where everybody wants to put their stamp and say this is mine and I'm not going to be controlled and da, 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 anything. Yo, a little bit of control is good, to be honest. There's impulses that I have that I don't act on because I got somebody I'm trying to make it home to. You know what I'm saying? Like, a little bit of control, a little bit of submissiveness is alright. It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like, I know that a lot of men pervert that and stuff like that, ladies. That's how y'all feel. And you're right. A lot of men do pervert that I'm in charge and all this being submissive, but it goes both ways. And y'all don't got to kill a woman when she come on here and say, I submit to my husband. In Fantasia's case, she has a good man that obviously is making plans for their future. And that they these, these are things they agreed on. She's not a punching bag. She's not a doormat that just does whatever her husband says. You know what I mean? Like, we got to like, I think we got to stop, like, I think that, one, I think a lot more people need to take a step back and start listening and giving thought to what people are saying. I think that a lot of times, because we live in a clickbait age, we, we do what the clickbait is. We see a topic and we jump. We jump on whatever side that top that header has put us on, right, without digging in deep and seeing what that article is saying oh, yeah. or, seeing what they, or, or seeing what they mean to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I don't think too many people. And it's too easy to get people to click. Yeah. That's never going to go away. I, I don't think it's going away either, but I know I've been victim of it. I've done that. And I used to do it a lot more. You know what I mean? Like, I think that those headers that it catch you and it's whatever. Okay, that stuff catches you. That's obviously something you want to read. Read it. Read it. Watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were talking about this with the Jay-Z stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, watch the entire interview. And come up with how you feel. You know what I'm saying? And all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, like y'all relax, yo. Like, 
if you ask me, Fantasia has always seemed like a very strong woman. I know she's had her difficulties and have gone through stuff and all of that other stuff, but she's never seemed like somebody that would be a doormat. You know what I'm saying? And it, they do it, seem like a good dude. Yeah, and, and they're they saying the right stuff. And that and that's all we could go by. We don't know that. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know what it is. That's all. <laughs> it's like it's like, hey, dictionary.com. You could download it on your phone. Get the definitions to words. I know we I know we use a lot of stuff inappropriately and stuff like that in our in our lingo or our slang with our friends might mean a certain thing, but when like. Stuff like that. Like, go ahead and look at the definition. Come up with your with your thoughts and feelings and then explain that. Don't kill somebody because she, her and her husband have chosen to submit to each other in certain ways. Yo, that's what marriage is. Do you take this man or woman to be your lawfully wedded man? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is a proclamation of a certain amount of submission. You know what I'm saying? Like... And mad people want to get married, but don't nobody want to be submissive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. You want to have this big ass everyone, act of everyone, showing everybody. Everyone in a healthy relationship is submissive. They just, again, don't know what the word means. Yeah. I think yeah. it means something else. You know, while we're talking about relationships, man, like, um, me and wifey were sitting around talking. We were talking today, like I said, uh, not today. We're this weekend, like I was saying, and that was one of the things, um, we were just talking about like our relationship and like how far we've come and all this like and even though it's been a little bit over a year of marriage like how like of course we're still very happy with how things are going but just like being able to like when you're in a long-term relationship i don't know if you and keisha did this but you start making promises to each other like when we argue i promise to never do da, 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 da. you know what I'm saying? Or I promise that no matter how hard stuff gets or what I'm dealing with, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No matter how hard it is for me to let you in and tell you, I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like as far as our relationship is like, when we've always like one of the things like we always promise each other that we will still do that little stuff. Like, don't do nothing maybe for half a day and just chill with each other, even if it's just in bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or like, it's never, even in a marriage, I'm fine now, even in a marriage, it's not easier to talk about finances and money and stuff like that. Like, like I promise that I'll always, like, we can always talk about it straight. You won't have to tiptoe around this. We could get, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Like, su- submission is one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, I, 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 um, I explain relationships to people like this whenever it comes up. Like, this is an agreement. This, whatever you and that other person have, it's an agreement. So look at it like a document. I promise to always do. I've done, you know what I'm saying? It's a contract of sorts. You're trusting somebody with this amount of information. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, the only the only way to deal with some of this stuff is to be submissive. You know what I'm saying? Two people don't agree. Two people don't agree on how one thing should be done. They might not ever agree. But at some point, they're going to have to compromise and come up to where, how can we get through this? It takes a little bit of submission. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't want to toot me and my wife's horn, but yo, toot toot. And like, like I said, it's only been a year, a little bit over a year. But like, it's not easy. 
But when you do have those parameters of, I could be a little bit submissive, you could be a little bit submissive. Well, okay, I understand that you're probably better equipped to dealing with that than me. Shit works better. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make all the all the decisions, to be honest. It seems overwhelming. You know what I mean? To be the final say on everything. It seems overwhelming. I'd rather my wife say, yo, I know exactly how to deal with this. We should do this. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, shit, one less thing I got to do. You know what I mean? Or whatever, but Fantasia, you and your man rock, man. You and your man rock. Ignore the haters, which I know y'all probably will. Y'all just seem like that type. But um, on that clip, homeboy was getting deep. Homeboy was getting deep. Like, he was talking about, like, how he went through some stuff. And then, like, Fantasia pretty much had to had to see him, like, dig himself out of that and get to a point to where she could trust him with certain responsibilities and then submit those responsibilities to him. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he, he keeps on harping on, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's a gift. If I didn't do what I had to do, my wife has the right to take that back from me and say, no, I will not submit to this. Mm-hmm. You haven't been doing what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was a real dope. I thought That's it was huge. a real dope clip. I thought it was a real dope clip. And I thought it put, like, it put it, to me, it put it in, like, the perfect framework. I put it in the perfect framework for anybody that was, like, that made a comment or that said something about that or that has ever said something about that. Watch that clip, bro. I'm going to refer people back to that clip of Fantasia and her husband. Like, because this is a, like, this is not, I won't say necessarily submission by itself, but the framework of relationships and how shit goes in a relationship is always a common topic. You know what I'm saying? So this is something you should always be like, hey, hey, look, look, look. I like the way he worded that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Type shit. Um, that was all I had, man. That was all for. Oh, that was who? Yeah, yeah. That's everything uh, on the docket. Yep. Family yeah. Room Podcast, episode twenty-eight. Yeah. I'm Mike Rome. Stephon Rome. Thanks for rocking with us. Appreciate you. We out.